Welcome to the C2C Podcast. I am your host, Derek Anderson. After holding my first event in 2010, I went on to create Startup Grind, a 400-chapter community based in over 100 countries. Along the way, I discovered the greatest marketing tool of all time, your customers. Yet, I couldn't find anyone sharing how to build a community where people could experience your brand in person or at scale. On this show, we talk with the brightest minds and companies on the planet about how to build customer-to-customer marketing strategies and create in-person experiences for your brand and customers before your competitor does. I'm excited to have our next guest, Jeff Rowe, who's an associate strategist at Coros. Prior to that, Jeff built his social media and community skills working for 2U, Braze.com, and SiriusXM. On today's episode, we'll cover what a C2C program looks like from a volunteer's perspective, launching a community, metrics for SaaS communities, and so much more. Take a listen. Jeff, I'm really excited for this episode because this is kind of different than we've ever done. Uh, We're sort of looking at the volunteer perspective, the person that's actually boots on the ground running the community. So thank you for being here to talk about that. First, though, I wonder if you could just describe what is Koros and what do you do in your role there? Absolutely. Derek, thanks so much for having me. So to tell you a little bit about Koros, uh, it's kind of a new company, but not quite. Koros is the combination of two sort of powerhouse platforms that uh, industry folks that are working in community should know very well. So it's Spreadfast and Lithium. So as the story goes, uh, the two companies merged in October of 2018. That's when the official merger deal closed and we were going by Nuco for a while. But it wasn't until March of last year that we were rebranded as Koros. So this coming March will be our first full year as Koros. But we've been one company for a little bit more than a year. And just for those who don't know, Koros is the Greek word for chorus. So as it relates to the name of the company, we're sort of the chorus on behalf of our customers. And my job within the company So we're primarily a software company, but the department that I work for is our strategic services department. So what that means is we service a subset of our client base who, in addition to uh, subscribing and purchasing our software, has either social media or community management teams that aren't functioning quite at scale yet. So they'll tap us to provide content strategy, page strategy, and then moderation services, uh, reporting and analytics, things of that nature. So you run the CMX Connect chapter in Austin. And for those that aren't aware of CMX Connect, CMX Connect is a local-based community coming out of CMX that allows community professionals to get together locally in their city. We've got about 50-ish cities uh, currently. I'd love to hear from a local organizer perspective, when you're well, first of all, like what made you want to do it? Like when you saw it, you know, the call go out for community people to jump in, what motivated you to say, you know what, I want to spend time on this and I want to be a part of this? Yeah. So I've always had a knack for attending networking events. I was new to the Austin area. I've been in Austin for a little over two years now. And being new to the area, that was one of the first things that 
I uh, was looking for. I was like, let you know, let's see what kind of networking events can I join? How can I get connected with people who are working in the same industry as I am? And that's how I, I found CMX. And I was actually familiar with CMX beforehand, having started my community management career at 2U. But then being new, new to Austin, I got reconnected with CMX. I attended an event. And from there, it just sort of kept building. I was invited after the first event that I attended to be a guest panelist. Uh, so I did that. And in working to do that, I was helping to actually secure the venue for the event that I was a guest panelist on. And then from there, I was invited to, um, to become a host. So really, it was just a new challenge that fell into my lap. And I guess uh, the universe decided that it was a good time for me to start doing this. So I just kind of rolled with it. Okay, I'm going to we're going to get really vulnerable here for a second. Tell us. Yeah. What has been the best part about being the Austin CMX Connect leader and what has been the worst part? Okay. So the best part about it is really just getting to network with people who are working in community management across different industries within different verticals and using that as a resource uh, for me to learn more about what it is that I do and how to do it as best as I possibly can. And I guess I wouldn't say that this is the worst part, but um, the, I would probably say the more challenging part is just growing it, right? So when I first became a CMX Connect host, my main objective was, you know, making sure that I'm hosting these events on a consistent cadence, whereas now I've been doing it for about eight months or so, and I'm really starting to focus more on the growth of it, you know, getting more people to attend, which can be a challenging thing from time to time, but it's it's a fun challenge and it's something that's putting me outside of my comfort zone and and challenging me in a lot of different ways. Okay, I'm reading between the lines. This is not rehearsed, but <laughs> it sounds like you're glad that you've done it. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um uh so you know there's so many things to get to do with an event. There's so many things to get right. Where is your focus? What what do you think is the most important thing to get right with these events? I would say making sure that your Consistent with hosting the events is goal number one, right? So just making sure that you're having them on a consistent cadence. But outside of that, one of the first things that I learned uh, was I was picking topics that were very interesting to me, but maybe not necessarily interesting to people who are already community managers or are curious about becoming community managers. So opening up the forum to have that input from attendees is definitely something that you want to consider when planning these events. I wonder, you know, you've successfully hosted your first few events. Right. And I think, you know, one thing that, and I think you've identified it really well is, you know, community is cadence as well. Like, you know, if you're hosting an event or you have engagement with people, you know, once a quarter or once, you know, let's call it twice a year, like, is that really community or is that just, you know, catching up or is it marketing, you know? And so it's a hard balance that I think you, you've really identified it well in that, you know, you've got to be consistent. People have to know they can count on you. People have to know you're going to be there thick and thin. They've had a bad month that they can show up and learn something and talk to some you know, some people that'll help them get back on the horse. And that could be across any community. In this case, you know, it's other community professionals, but that could be, you know, with your startup, that could be with, you know, an addiction that could be uh, with something, you know, trial in your life or, you know, whatever people need to have. If it's going to be a community, there's got to be 
somebody that's there for you whenever you need them. And, you know, you, you seem to be doing that really well in Austin. Um, let's say I'm starting a community from scratch. What do you think is the best place for me to start? Where would I start? I would say that in addition to, you know, having a consistent cadence and making sure that you're there for your community, when you're first starting out, probably one of the most important things is clearly defining your purpose, right? So whether it's a community that's for community professionals, by community professionals, or whether it's a community that's built off of a a product or a service or a common interest, making sure that you have a clearly defined purpose is probably one of the most important things. And part of that is not only saying, okay, we're getting together and we're going to be talking about whatever topic, whatever product service, or basically what we're all about, integrating community into that is of the utmost importance, right? So not only are we getting together behind a common interest, but are we supporting that with this sense of fellowship, right? This idea that we're all in this together and I'm here to help you just as much as you're here to help me. It's not it's not a one-way street and it's that sense of fellowship has to be there otherwise is it really community? Yeah, and and it really starts with the host, right? It's you and you're what you're describing sounds like a really inviting, warm, you know, good place to spend time. It sounds like somewhere I want to spend time. And I think that starts with the host. The moment you walk in, you know, the first person you talk to, you know, who is it? Is it is it a positive, warm experience? Is it, you know, is it open? Uh, and there's a lot of a lot of times I've gone to different events and programs. I think even my own motivation for starting Startup Grind in some ways was because the events I went to were were so closed and so cold and I didn't feel, you know, that sort of acceptance and community when I got there. And it sounds like, you know, you're really setting the tone for your local chapter so that no matter who shows up, you know, they can come in and get they're giving their time and energy to your community that they can come in and and really find people that will be accepting of them and support them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I, I try to incorporate into each of the events is, you know, just straight up asking at all of the attendees, you know, what does community mean to you? You know, and there's a lot of events out there that people will go and attend. Maybe there's free food, maybe there's free drinks or something that'll entice them to to show up. But if there's not really the sense of connection once you're there, then something's missing from it. You know, like a lot of people in any industry sort of show up to events like this because they they feel like they're going to make some great connection that's going to lead to the next big opportunity for them or, you know, sort of posturing to each other in a way where they're vying for advancement in some way. But it's really are you there to to learn from it and gain something from it that's going to enrich yourself personally as well as professionally. Stories can be such a powerful way to show the value of community. What great stories have you heard uh, from community that you know or, or maybe worked with? So just going back to our last meetup here in Austin, the last CMX Connect event here in Austin was really all about communication skills that help develop career capital and help build community. But it was really interesting as we dove into that conversation, uh, we even got super vulnerable with some of our attendees in talking about issues like race and, um, you know, how communicating in office environment, you know, sort of opens the door to various levels of, of vulnerability. 
And, you know, sort of what comes first is being vulnerable, the chicken before the egg, or is trusting people, does that open the door to vulnerability? So it was just interesting to see how that discussion sort of tethered off into various topics outside of, you know, what we were there to discuss. Let's say I'm building a community for a business. What type of metrics do you think would be most important to focus on as I'm doing that? So when you're first starting out, I would say uh, start small and focus on people who are really invested in the community itself and want to be there because they have a a personal vested interest in it. Uh, So to that end, uh, you want to focus on quality more than than quantity. And then as you're progressing, making sure that you're consistent with your cadence and either hosting your events or whether they be online or in real life from then you would sort of shift your focus to growth and, you know, scaling your your attendance when it comes to events. As this is a customer to customer podcast, and why do you think getting a community together in real life with a C2C program is important instead of or to complement what you're doing online? So regardless of what the purpose of your community is, whether it be a product or just a common interest or a service. I think that having the customer to customer in-person experience is valuable because, you know, we talk about a lot of uh, industry folks talking about how, you know, you want to turn your customers into evangelists, right? So how do you get your customer from a point where, yeah, they're purchasing your product to, yeah, they'll go from that to, they go over to a friend's house and they're like, hey, this, you know, I love this dishwashing liquid so much that I'm coming over for game night and I'm checking under your kitchen sink for it. And if you don't have it there, I'm going to have my own that I'm going to replace yours with. So that tends to be a huge thing. And and you don't really get results like that just from online and sort of superficial interactions. That in-person element is really what drives that home because you end up making connections at these in-person events that you otherwise wouldn't have. I recently had an experience like that where I was talking to a friend about breakfast and I was talking about eating eggs and he's like, what you should be eating is things called egg bites. Have you had those? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, I haven't had those. He's like, oh, you have to eat them. I'm like, no, I'm good. He's like, no, I'll send you some. And he sent me like 50 cartons of them. And uh, we love egg bites now. There I you mean, go. you know, it's that, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of personal touch. You know, a friend, somebody that you trust, you know, recommending it, someone speaking it in your ear or looking you in the eyes can have just this huge impact, right? Exactly. Becoming the fanatical customer, right? All right. So tell me, I know you know tons of communities. You know, it's hard to pick a favorite child, but what is a community that you love and tell us why you love it? Oh, gosh. So there's so many. There's, uh, gosh, there's communities for everything these days. But I, I would, right off the top of my head, I would venture to say that fan communities are probably the ones that I love the most. I'm, uh, I personally am the admin of a fan led community uh, for the band Incubus. And I'm an active member of, you know, fan run communities for other bands that I follow super closely. And the thing that I love seeing the most about those aside from the interactions among fans is really just the creativity that it it spouses off, right? So there's, you know, there's the music, then you have people talking about the music, then you have people creating art inspired by the music. And at at the highest level, there's support, right? So going back to that thought about fellowship within communities, there's people who support each other uh, in times of need. 
Um, and a lot of that, you know, all starts with this, again, this common interest, right? You're all fans of of a particular band or whatever music you, you might be into. So seeing those connections come about as a result of the music is something that's really inspiring to see. And it when it allows other people to be creative in their own right, like it leads in so many other directions. Like I've seen people that have started in fan run communities and then work their way all the way up to like working with a band and maybe representing them on behalf of their, their social channels or something like that. So it can go a long way. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. If you'd like to see more about how to create your own event community, go to bevylabs.com slash pod. Again, that's B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S dot com slash pod.